Yeah, not bad, man. Sweet chili hummus. Fucking friend of mine got me onto it. It's so good. Sounds amazing. I'm drinking a crisp cup of water. A cup? That's a glass. What's the difference? I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that's a glass. I mean, it's made out of glass, so what's the difference between a cup and a glass? Cups are plastic, aren't they? Can't you have glass cups? I don't know. What is that in your hand? This is a coffee cup. And it has a handle. Oh, it's what's a mug. It's a handle. Oh, it's a mug. Oh, it's a mug, yeah. But it's it's really small, though. I know. It's just a small mug. <laughs> I, started, I started this conversation with no actual evidence to back up any of the, uh... Uh, This is Welcome to the, uh, the Cupcast, where we talk about and debate cups. Welcome to Play Along Podcast. I'm your host, Jared, and I'm here with Kai. Hello. <laughs> and I'm here with Ben as well. Hey, hello. Uh, last time on last week's episode, we ended in the Lost Woods. Uh, we got the uh, song from Saria, and now we're headed to Kakariko Village. Um, ben, what do you? What is it? Was your first impressions of of Kakariko Village? It's a, it's a nice little quaint town. It's nice. It is. Yeah. Do, do you mind if I just say something before we go on? Because I kind of wanted to oh, address sure. go for the, it. the whole Game Grumps thing because. I was listening. I was listening back. Debacle. Yeah, I was listening back to the first episode when I was editing it, and I just kind of want to. I, w- I was saying to you, there's like one scene later on that I remember that's kind of a big spoiler, which is unfortunate. Um, but other than that, I don't remember sod all about this game. I remember the Princess Zelda scene just because it's like ingrained in my memory because of well, the, um, the crab with the knife is hard to yeah. really get out of your brain. Um, and then the scene later on is kind of ingrained purely just because of of somebody's reaction Um, yeah but Uh, other than that it's a pretty big spoiler Um, but we'll wait till we'll wait till later to to reveal what that is Mm, and I also wanted to say I I managed to kill the giant flying pineapple that you told me was impossible to kill did you? how did you kill it? I used a slingshot over here Oh, the slingshot! You get, but you it, it goes at an little, angle. Like, uh, bottom, bottom wiener thing. Yeah, it goes at an angle, so you get behind it and you hit its weird little wiener fin with the slingshot, and uh, it takes a what? lot of hits, but it eventually dies. What magical prize did you get from killing it? Uh, how many? How many rupees? One, maybe two. Uh, yeah, I want to say it was like two or three, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Worth it. Killing the giant uh, demon pineapple with size on it, and you get a handful of rupees. Hmm. Um. But yes, the, the next next section we had to uh, Kakariko Village um, on our way up to Death Mountain. But there's actually a couple of things you can do in Kakariko Village. Uh, I didn't do the slew of side quests that are on there, but I did do the chicken one where you have to grab the lady's chickens and she gives you the empty bottle for yeah. it. Yeah. Which the chickens aren't great in this game. And I was talking to Kai and... How dare you? The chickens are wonderful. Uh, okay, the chickens are great. The sounds that the chickens make oh, yeah. <laughs> are awful. <laughs> But we're also thinking, like, they're called cuckoos. Why didn't they just call them chickens? Um, no one has an answer. This is this is, no. the, burning, this is the burning question. I just, like, I, I hated that mission. It was like a little side mission. Oh, like and, grabbing all the, the cuckoos? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible until they started getting, like, behind gates and things like this. Oh, yeah. You started having to go on roofs and fly across by like holding this chicken's legs as it flaps its wings and 
I mean, as as annoying as that that little side quest can be, the mechanic of being able to jump off the roof and changes like your descent speed because you're holding a chicken. I mean, that's pretty cool. Like just mechanically for this I was game. I was actually really impressed with it. Yeah, and um, it plays on something a little bit later on down the line as you're going towards Zora, mm-hmm. Zora's domain. There's a there's mm-hmm. a chicken you can use there, so it kind of sets that up. But yeah, I mean. I was I was relatively impressed with it. I'm not gonna lie, I was actually uh, surprised. It's a much different experience if you have Jared, the living ocarina guide, telling you where <laughs> every single chicken is. He's like, "Oh, up here on the left, yep, there's a chicken up there behind the house. Just jump up there, right there." Down, yeah, down, I mean, down, to be fair, it was it was a bit tedious, but I got a bottle yeah. from it, and that bottle right. helped me and- catch a fairy. So. Yes, that's why I got it in the first place. I going into this, I was like, you know what? I don't. I'm not going to necessarily do the side quests because I mean, I can just like plow my way through this game. But I was like, you know, having fairies is important and crucial when doing boss fights. I was like, maybe I should get this bottle. Did you not do the the graveyard thing to get the sun song? Uh, I did not do the graveyard thing to get the sun song. I didn't. Oh, okay. But you uh, you will have to get that eventually. That's that comes down later. But you end up in that same area. So if you already have it, then you're good to go. And if you don't, then you get it there anyways. Yeah, yeah. I did the I did that. I got the sun song. Um and that was handy because I, I discovered by mistake that I can use that to bring the sunrise. So I don't have to stand outside the castle anymore. You don't have to stand outside. That would have come in handy. I did have a couple of times where I was standing outside and just farming skeletons, but then again I needed the cash. So it wasn't that bad. Oh, can I just cook it right? So Kokiri Village, right? Uh, yes. I did I did all of the stuff. I bought the Hyrule Shield in the village. I spent Wait. 80 rupees on it. I bought it from the shop. Oh, not, you bought it first before talking to the guard? Not knowing you get it for free. You don't get it for free. You still have to pay for it. I got told in the playthrough, they say it's in a chest. You get it for free. Oh, weird. No, no. I mean, if you talk to... So in Kakariko Village, there's a gate and there's a guard standing in front of it. And you show him uh, the letter that Zelda gave you and he gives you permission to go up onto the mountain. But he's like, hey, you probably should have a better shield. And then that sets up the uh, mask side quest with him. But if you go into hyrule hyrule castle town after talking to him you get the hyrule shield discounted i think it's like 36 rupees instead of 80 but you still have to have the 80 to even have that prompt come up but i didn't know you get it in a chest that's interesting yeah so you it's in the graveyard you you pull back one of the graves you fall in open the chest and obtain the hillian shield wow i had no idea wow look at you learned something new (laughs) from the from the walkthrough that you sent me (laughs) (laughs) well you know i may or may not just not use that walkthrough at all and i've been just going purely based on memory (laughs) but do you do you know what that chest gives you if you already have the shield no is it something five exciting okay well so it's not (laughs) so i'm i'm negative Uh 75 rupees (laughs) wow um that's wild you would think that were you already in Castle Town? Is that why you bought it, or like how um, does the walkthrough uh, no, go through so, that process? So the, the walkthrough in the walkthrough, um, they they literally say to you after you do the chicken quest, you go into the graveyard, you play uh, Zelda's lullaby at the end to mm. open up the royal temple tomb place. Right. Um, you do all of that. I think you get a heart piece down there, and then. Mm. 
you can use the sun song to make it nighttime so the little kid disappears and Dampy right. comes along because you can't open a grave. Oh, he's creepy. He's a creepy little dude. <sighs> Dampy, yeah. You can't open the graves while the kid's there because the kid's like, oh, I'm imitating Graham, uh, Dampy. I'll tell him. And then you open it and Dampy's right. just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, he just, <laughs> you think I don't care about you. Yeah. But you, you, there's a specific tomb. You pull it. I think it's the where the the Royal Temple one is. It's right, right. on the right-hand side. It's one of those ones. If you pull it along, you go down and there's a chest at the end. And that's it. You get it for free. Wow. That's wild. I, I've played this game so many times and I've never... I never knew that you could get the Hylian Shield for free, essentially, without spending the 80 rupees. Because that's what yeah. I did. That was a good chunk of this, was me. And that's why I didn't mind uh, going in front of the castle, because I was just sitting there killing skeletons and racking up cash. Because I was like, I need to get 80 rupees to uh, buy the shield. I do want to say one thing that I found that I, that I thought was actually really cool about this game is that we were talking last episode about how quick the day-night cycle is. Right. Um but it doesn't happen in the marketplace because there's a bunch of stuff that you need to do. Well, you can do at nighttime in the marketplace. Right, right. I think it's when you go into, like, depending what time of day it is, when you're going into there, then it, like time essentially stops. Yeah, it was And then weird. when you go out, it's when time continues. Because I, I went in there at night and I was like, okay, I can't get out because I need to wait for the drawbridge to come down. <laughs> they trapped you inside. Yeah, so I was like, okay, run around. I'd done the quest with a lady and a dog. Gave her back her dog. Um, yeah. And then I just, I was like waiting because at this time I didn't know that it didn't progress forwards. So right, I was right, waiting right. by the drawbridge and I just farmed just rupees. waiting for it to become day. Just never I, I ending I farmed night. rupees from that, you know, that shed this next door with all oh, the yeah. jars. Oh yeah, and it's like all the pots in it, and you could just yeah, yeah, you just yeah. smash all the jars and you get all the. Cash I ended up getting like ninety nine rupees, and I was like, yeah, cool, all right, fine. <laughs> and then I had to, I had I to Google how to to get out. <laughs> uh, the trick is, you can't get out. You're trapped there forever. You now live in Castle Town. I mean, there's worse places. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, I'm still, I'm still just thrown about the Hylian Shield thing. I, I had no idea. That's wild. Oh man, there you go, you learned something new. Think about how, how many other things you could have missed by not you're using right. the book through. <laughs> well, I mean, I imagine, Ben, I imagine you're going through and uh, collecting all the heart pieces as well, as like the, the walkthrough uh, suggests. Uh, vaguely, yeah. I mean, I'm missing right. ev- a couple of them, but yeah, I'm doing my most to get as many as I can. Yeah, because like, the only heart pieces that we grab are the ones that you get from beating a boss. Like, yeah. <laughs> that, that's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. Also, no, I think disclaimer. Uh, sorry, disclaimer. Yeah. Um, when I start, we started this, I was playing through this game on the eShop on the Nintendo Wii, but it was my birthday recently, and uh, Kai got me a Nintendo 64 and a copy of Ocarina of Time. So now we are playing this legit with the weird-ass Trident controller and everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, how's that? How's that difference? Honestly, like, well, and what's weird is you can't play... Oh, well, maybe you can't can, but my pro controller is dead, so we can't actually use it. So we're playing, we were playing with the gamepad before with which the wii u gamepad is huge and bulky and cumbersome uh and the n64 controller is not bad like it actually feels fine like to rest in your hand okay I mean, that's interesting the whole left side of the controller has no function like the l button the d-pad don't do anything in that <laughs> game but it's still it's still fine well this was this was my fin when i was thinking about the the z targeting and that because i thought surely mm-hmm. 
something could have been assigned to like i don't know if you've played any vr games but you'll find that like especially on playstation vr you have a button that will turn your character 90 degrees in one direction right right um and i don't know if they just didn't think of that back in 98 or they just really wanted to hammer home that z targeting um right right. and i know i know in some games too like a little after maybe early 2000s they had like if you pushed i don't know down b or down in another button combination it would flip your camera 90 degrees so that was a little after this but no yeah they just have the the z targeting which on the n64 controller is really convenient because it's just where your grip is on like the middle stick yeah isn't like it when you're the moving back? the analog stick the z yeah it's just right in the back where your finger rests so it's really it's honestly easier than using the wii u gamepad yeah i can have that i mean that's a big gamepad to be using to play Zelda. Oh gosh, it's like a it's like a small monitor that I'm trying to hold in my hand as we're playing this game. But um, I don't know, Kai. What was your what was your experience yeah. using the N64 controller? Because you played with it a little bit. Uh, yeah, the other the, day. it it shouldn't make sense as far as controller <laughs> design goes because you don't have a third hand. But because you never actually utilize the left side of the controller, it's like, I mean, it feels really good actually because your hand just rests in the middle, and then you have your other hand on the right with all the other buttons, so it, yeah. you know, it makes sense. It shouldn't make sense, but it makes <laughs> sense. The fact that you can't use the D-pad is mind-blowing to me, that they found it's... no use for it, but, you know. I mean, I guess they have to, like, they have to just pick a side, because the C, the C buttons are your, like, inventory. So if they had it had the D-pad be any of that, then you'd have to, like, change your hand position to use that side. So I, mean, I guess it, it makes sense. They had it in movement. They just <laughs> used true. the D-pad to move. I don't yeah. Anyways, this is not about N64 controllers. This is about Zelda. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so that after village you was get... whole kind of hit and miss, just to end. The Kakariko Village? Yeah. <clears throat> it, it it was... I don't know. It, it felt very much like a an unnecessary midpoint. Mm-hmm. I like mean, obviously... Something you... in between uh, your destination and where you were before. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that you know, obviously you're going to come back to it at some point because, you know, you sort of said about not needing the sunstone now and that, so... Right, so Kakaruga Village does have a, a more significant role later on in the game. Right now, it is like you said, it's kind of just this this small town that you pass through to get to Death Mountain, but it does have more of a role later on. Um, did you do any of the, the spider stuff that's in Kakaruga Village? Or did you just skip that altogether? Oh, I didn't have enough of the... Um the tokens to to do anything oh the little spider spider yeah i think i was on like six or seven so i couldn't yeah i mean i think uh, from my memory i think the best item that you get from them is a bigger wallet which does come in handy because after you get 99 rupees gathering rupees kind of feels pointless after then i feel like you're wasting rupees yeah Uh, Yeah. so at one point you do get a larger wallet which is nice but i skipped all the the spider side quest stuff went right to death mountain trail He's like, screw it, I don't got time for this. Give me my bottle, give me my chickens, I'm out of here. <laughs> Death Mountain um, in itself's uh interesting. What what do you, how do you feel about Death Mountain? You hating on Death Mountain? No, no, I'm not hating on Death Mountain. It was just <laughs> it was weird. So that the one thing that sticks out is so mm-hmm. you you get to Death Mountain and everyone's like, oh the guy's locked himself in his room you know he won't come out unless someone from the royal family's here so you right. go and you play zelda's lullaby and the door opens up and he's like uh who are you i'm all pissed off rah, 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 rah. and 
I that, was a, that was a perfect uh, that was a perfect <laughs> voice for him, by the way. That's exactly how I picture him sounding like. I, yeah. Um, I don't know why. I think I remember seeing something about Saria's song making people happy or having some effect on people. I don't know if I'm imagining that, but something in my head was just like, play Saria's song. Um, right. So I played Saria's song and he just, just started he just dancing a like a motherfucker. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> he, just he really just like completely off and he was like, you know what, guys? <laughs> that was the closest thing they had to a, to a banger in the Zelda universe. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Saria's song. Yes. Everyone's playing Saria's song at the clubs. Those Goron clubs. But yeah, yeah he, was, does, he does pull yeah. full 180. And the actual... Saria's... I was gonna say the actual Sorry, dungeon, the actual dungeon. Mm-hmm. I liked. I actually really liked that. Dungeon. Yeah, Dodongo's D- Cavern. Yeah, I think this is one of the more, uh, you know, streamlined dungeons. I-, I told Kai this multiple times, and I'll tell you that uh, the next dungeon we do, which is inside Jabu Jabu, uh, is the worst one. It's the mm-hmm. most annoying one. It sucks, and I hate it. But this one, this one's great. This one feels very streamlined. It feels like you're going through it, and like it makes sense. Do you know what surprised me? Uh, it's a really, really small detail, right? But after mm. you, um, so you you make the head of the Gorons happy by playing Saria's song, and he gives you the right. bracelet. And it took mm. me a while to realize this, but it's actually on Link's character model. Like you can actually see yeah, it yeah, on, it's his, actually on his model in game, mm-hmm. which surprised me because I just kind of assumed that they wouldn't change links they would just acid. kind of be like an item that you had in your like inventory but it wouldn't actually change your physical like, yeah character. exactly yeah yeah, um, yeah there's a lot of that that happens in this game actually between like the different shields you get uh later on you do get if you do some side quests you actually do get uh, access to other weapons like other types of swords which is really cool um and that that changes on link's model too so it was really i feel like intuitive for 1998 mm-hmm. it definitely was yeah yeah, but uh, so yeah, we we meet with Darunia, the the king of the the Gorons. He gives us his fancy little bracelet, uh, and then we head to Dodongo's Cavern, which is the second dungeon on our on our adventure here. Uh, and you enter it, and immediately uh, you see this giant skull just in the middle, this big foreboding <laughs> skull in the middle of the of the dungeon. Uh, Kai, you played a little bit about a little bit of this dungeon. How did you feel about it? It's it was good. I think it's yeah. one of the better dungeons as far as the game goes. And it's a good like kind of introductory after the first dungeon of right. like a lot of the different mechanics that will appear throughout the game. Um overall, pretty pretty exciting. Those damn little laser eyeball guys. Yeah. <laughs> they chase you around. No. I mm, I, I didn't I don't want to be like that guy. I didn't struggle with them. Oh, the little eyeball ones. I mean, well, you can't really kill them until you unless you have like bombs close by. You know, you can't really do anything to them unless you have access to bombs. Yeah, because you don't get them. I tell you one thing that did fucking suck about this dungeon. Um, <laughs> Is it the lizard fight? Is it the Zolfo fights? Do you know? I didn't mind that. Surprisingly, oh. that actually wasn't terrible because. I feel like I kind of cheesed it a little bit because I was using, um, is it Deku Seed you throw on the ground and it sort of paralyzes yeah. them? Yeah, I was, oh, u- yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. using that. Um, you could also use the uh, slingshot to hit them from a distance too, like when they jump away. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that actually. Damn. But the yeah. the one thing that took me a while to get um a hold of was the staircase situation where you have to you have to blow up the, oh, the those, bomb like, the, flowers the bomb that are surrounding the pillar. Yeah, I it took me ages to figure out what was going on because what I was doing is I was so so for anyone who doesn't know, I guess there there's like this giant pillar in the middle mm-hmm. and around it are these flowers that are technically bombs that you can use to blow things up. But right. I didn't know at the time there's one space in the middle of this like sort of U shape that's vacant. And what I was doing is I was taking a bomb flower from the end, putting it in the middle and setting it ah, off. Ah, I see. But Which wasn't working for wasn't you. Wasn't working. How many, how many times did you do that before you were just like, this, this is fucking stupid and look at the <laughs> walkthrough? About six or seven, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I was looking at the walkthrough and it was like, yeah, go up the staircase. And I was like, what fucking staircase? Like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> this is a pillar with bombs around it. I don't understand. And then when I looked behind me, there was... Oh, sorry. There was two bomb flowers on the floor, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I can fill the space of one of these so that it sets off this like <laughs> this like that, sort and of that's so system." Funny. Right, and that's so funny because like immediately when Kai was playing, you walked in there. I was like, "Oh, hey, put that bomb in the middle." Then, <laughs> that was literally yeah, that was the whole conversation. Oh, so po- like, poor do Kai do? doesn't even poor Kai doesn't get a chance to even kind of work with it. Jared's just like, "Yo, do this." Also, this, I'm the bad guy Jared's, now. I'm not Jared's even... the really annoying tour guide on like a regional tour. It's just like you see that over there. That's that's what that's for. And you're like, uh oh, okay. To be okay, fair, I'll, I mean, I'll I'll, 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 I'll be like I'll that loosen one my day. reins on the directions. Then, yeah. To be fair, I would I would do I would like, do that like with ten times like Ben and got frustrated and you're like, fuck this, I'm done with this I game. I would have asked you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. That's fair. But I mean, the um, um, how did you do with the boss fight? How did you go about beating him so i did not (laughs) so yeah so we were kind of we've been kind of like swapping back and forth between both of us playing because we're playing this together clearly uh and i was like okay kai you're gonna do dodongo's cavern like you got this dungeon and you're gonna play through it essentially and you played for majority of it until the boss fight fight. and then (laughs) i i I fought the boss with also the uh tour guiding of jared as well that's like all right he's gonna spin he's gonna hit the wall turn around and i still couldn't do it i was like the throwing mechanic was so hard for me i don't know why just getting it in that well, also, damn like, lizard's mouth was... also like the distance too you like when to throw it and it's like just shy of his mouth and you're like fucking god damn it yes. yeah that's that's one thing that i kind of struggled with as well was the the trajectory of the bombs um, right I guess even because like Breath of the Wild doesn't Breath of the Wild have like a trajectory indicator so you can see where it's gonna go. Yeah, it yeah, like I think it's so. like that, an arc. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. In like future games, they kind of establish this arc to see like, okay, this is where roughly this bomb's gonna land. Where in Ocarina of Time, they're just like, I don't know. Let's find out. Let's see what happens. <laughs> let's hope it works out. Um, I mean, I did you have the Hyrule, the like the Helian Shield when you was doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had bought it prior to going into before I even went up Death Mountain. I went back to uh, Castle Town and bought the shield, and then went up Death Mountain. Okay, so I'm curious how you went about beating him because I think I went down a different path. <laughs> okay, so for me, I and I've done this boss a thousand times. So I like Kai passed the controller to me, and then like I went up to get a snack, sat back down a minute later, and he was like, "Oh, I beat it," and I was like, "What? <laughs> what?" 
so what you do is, this is what my plan is, is he's coming towards you. Uh, he'll open his mouth to breathe the fire. And right before that, you toss the bomb in his mouth. And the tossing mechanic is a little broken. So it, it's hard sometimes. But immediately when he explodes and then you slice him, you run past him in the opposite direction. And then you kind of meet him as he's rolling. And you just do that over and over again until you beat him. Okay. Yeah, I like, he'll, a very he'll, he's going to roll around this square. So if you just cut him off on the other side of the square, instead of running away from him, run in the opposite direction and then just meet him as he runs into the wall and then just do that over and over again. And that's how I beat him. Okay. Okay. Um, I was <laughs> yours a little different. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. So I obviously when I was looking on the walkthrough, I got the Hillian shield and I was like, cause I was mm. trying to block the Hillian shield. And obviously cause you're child link, you, you only can block use it. shots for some reason above you. Right. As a turtle. <laughs> um and i didn't think i went into the fight with the hillian shield equipped which looking back mm. wasn't wise because the deku shield uh breaks with fire right and he breathes fire yep, if you yep. don't throw the bomb right <laughs> um so he was rolling at me and i panicked and i pressed r to shield um uh. it turns out the hillian shield actually protects you from him rolling over you Oh shit, no way. So um he just started to roll at me. Today. And I was uh-huh. like, okay, let's turtle, you know, Hillian Shield. He would roll past me. <laughs> let's do this turtle method. He would roll past me, he would hit the wall, turn around, open his mouth, I'd throw the bomb in his mouth. He would um start to I'd slash him and then I would run to the other end. Basically, I only fought him in an L shape, basically. I just went up and down and gotcha. L because I just started to run back towards the other side. And then when he came at me, I would just use the Hillian shield. He'd roll over me. I wouldn't take any damage. He'd hit the wall, turn around, and then I would repeat bomb slash run. Um, right, right. And yeah, I think it took me like two or three minutes. Oh, so you, you beat him on the first try? Yeah, through pure, pure bloody luck of just panicking and using the hillian shield <laughs> just panic and shield um yeah he wasn't he wasn't uh too difficult um and th- this dungeon i think is is one of my favorite earlier dungeons like kai was saying it's it does a good job of kind of introducing these mechanics that you will be using uh later on in the game and then fleshing them out to the boss fight too but you beat king dodongo and you teleport to the outside of of Death Mountain, and uh, Darunia is there, and he gives you the Goron's ruby. And then this is another one of those like just weird, awkward scenes that happen. It's similar to the whole uh, running away from Saria when she gives you the ocarina. Like Gorons just fall out of the sky. Yeah, what's with that? <laughs> I don't know. And they're like, "Oh, we're gonna hug you." Hold on, hold on. You're skipping over a key point of this, which is that the reason that they love us now is so they could eat rocks, oh, and we're yes. surrounded with that's, rocks. That's another. There's, there's plot holes here because the the big issue when you talk to Jerunia, he's like, "Oh, this these dongos are invading our cavern. This is where our food is. Like, we won't be able to eat. We eat rocks. But if you go into their city." Their city is surrounded by they live in a mountain. <laughs> They're surrounded by rocks. Yeah, if you if you vegan rough. If you talk to them though, there was I can't uh-huh. remember where he is in the actual sort of uh Goron base. But there's a guy that I spoke to and he was like, Oh, I'm so hungry, we can't get the rocks from the cavern. They're the best kind of rocks. 
And he was like, yeah, sure, we have rocks here, but they're just not as good. I refuse to eat them. So You're just fucking bougie ass. Gorons. Yes, it's not even that like they can't eat. They're just like, no, this isn't good enough quality now. No. <laughs> I don't feel bad I, anymore. I have a feeling they have a resource problem. Like eventually they're gonna eat all the rocks. Right. Gonna... Don't you think they're which their civilization is built off their food? That seems dangerous. <laughs> man. That seems like a bad idea. Or an equivalent of the dodo bird. Like Oh, oh no, hold on. Okay. Can you hear us through there? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Siri came up. <laughs> Siri. Uh, it's like she's like, hmm. I was like, no, stop. <laughs> yeah, no. This is exactly what happened with a dodo bird. Like they found a dodo bird, and then everyone hunted it. It took extinction, and now it's gone. That's it's the true. same thing. It's gonna be the same with the Gorons. Same thing with the Gorons. So the Gorons fall out of the sky and yeah. they try to <laughs> hug you. Yeah, they fall out of the sky and they try to hug you. And Link again runs in the opposite direction. He's like caught off guard by another one, and he runs away. It's like. One of these awkward ending scenes, similar to the Saria one, that I just like, why? What was? That? Yeah, I don't really, understand. Really, the only character development we have of Link is that we know he's uh, emotionally repressed and yeah, can't yeah. accept love. <laughs> he doesn't like hugs and he doesn't know how to say thank you when he receives gifts. He just knows how to somebody, run away. Somebody at Nintendo, obviously, they wrote the they wrote the scene, and they were like, right. oh, shit, how do we how do you get Link out of this situation?" And there's that one dude who's just like, "Make him run." And I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll put a pin in that. Yeah. We'll put a pin in that." And then they don't come to no, it. No, it, it like, couldn't be just like. <laughs> He couldn't be just like, hey, thanks for helping us. Here's this ruby. Thanks. And then just like end it there. No, no, no. That would be too easy. Yeah. It's, it's, it is It is interesting because it's like caught in that story for children and then story for adults, right? right? Where it's like, oh, it's funny if you're like seven and then the game has some very dark and weird themes. And no, as it's we true. move forward to other characters, some inappropriate dress. So, which he took about the great fairy on our <laughs> right exactly. So after after you get the Goron's ruby and run away from uh, any kind of uh, emotions that Link has to face, uh, you continue climbing up Death Mountain, and uh, as you climb up, it's like erupting and like rocks are falling on you in the sky. Ben, did you realize that you have to like shield and hold down, kind of like bunker down every after, time? After just get, the like, fight like, with the Kindodongo, whatever his name was, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I kind of cottoned on after that, yeah. You're like, okay, shield is going to be kind of what I need to use. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you climb to the top. Annoying Owl tells you that there's a fairy that's going to give you a power. Um, and you go inside and you get your first introduction to the Great Fairy. And Ben, how can you describe the Great Fairy for me? How would you, how would you describe the Great Fairy? Oh, she's um, she's a fin of horror. <laughs> <laughs> She kind of you walk in and there's this fountain. She like erupts out of the fountain in this well, screech she also of has this, like, like yeah, this blood curdling <laughs> scream that she does as she's coming out of this fountain and then she's like barely clothed with like just a couple vines on her and it's like that's not appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. um, it the, the easiest way to explain it is like if somebody tried to make a polygonal version of poison ivy, right? It does yes. look like poison ivy. Yes. She's got the red hair. She's got the the vines over her. You know, like she very. I'm trying to she find the, the exact, triangle boobs. Yeah, I'm trying to find the exact message that I sent you because <laughs> I remember oh. messaging. Oh, yeah. I remember messaging you like, um, what the fuck? You're like what, uh, Jared? What is this? I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't. I don't understand either. Can you imagine though, like in 1998, being like a midwestern mom who's just like, oh, I'm gonna buy Zelda for my kid, you know, and then all of a sudden, like seeing that horrifying 
prostitute of a fairy appear on the screen. Imagine being a young child in 1998. Also, it looks like she's urinating on us the entire time. Did you notice that? No. What? Okay, so like when it when the camera like you get the power up that she uh, gives you, which spoilers, it's a uh, sword spin attack. (laughs) Oh Uh, yeah, using magic so you can what? Yeah, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, I couldn't remember because we've just done the other one. I couldn't remember. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, no, she gives you the spin attack, so now you can hold B down, and uh, it, ga- it gains magic, and you spin, and you release that magic. But before that, the camera pans like away from you, and her legs are just kind of spread open with kind of this like sparkly material coming out from her crotch, <laughs> and then you just holding up this like power that you get, and it's like, dude, it's she's a magic shower. She's peeing on you, definitely. <laughs> she's just taking uh, piss right all over Link. Yeah, I found oh, there's this. There's a pool below her. That's true. <laughs> uh, I, I literally just said to you. The great fairy sure is um, very polygonal. Yeah, and yeah, I remember getting that. I'm like, yep, she's, but she's the, polygonal, she right? Some, she could do some damage. They the, did not. They could not figure out circles back then. Circles were hard. Even like the Gorons have like circles with like kind of little lumpy triangles yeah. coming out of their stomachs. Yeah. The message before that is, yo, what the fuck is this damn Goron urn, and why won't it give me the heart piece? <laughs> oh yeah, we can talk about that. So what, one of the the heart pieces you can get in. Uh, Goron City is that there's kind of this big, I don't know, like a, like a pot or a vase or I don't know. How would you describe it? In the middle of their city. I don't, it's like a two-story tall <laughs> vase for some reason. Yeah, yeah I don't understand, but uh, I, I believe you have to light the torches that are below it and then it starts spinning. Yeah, you have to. There's a torch in the head Goron's room that you use right. to light there's like three or four around it and then it starts mm-hmm. to spin um and you have to throw a bomb into the top and it's just pure random hope it lands on the smiley <laughs> face and gives you a heart yeah it's i i remember as a kid like just standing on the little uh platform that's like above it and just tossing bombs down in hopes that it would land in there so i can get the heart i was honestly there for about 10 minutes it feels like <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> You, you got the heart though you finally got it though yeah 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 thank god that's good there's there's a lot of these like side quests though that are just like not well informed enough to be considered a side quest no, like they're almost easter eggs all. where it's like there's no information really nope. other than maybe one npc with a very cryptic sentence and then kind of having to figure it out <laughs> yeah that's like in the in the same goron place there's uh-huh. um this dude rolling <laughs> around the third floor like a big fucking Goron who's rolling yeah, around. Yeah. And the walkthrough is like, oh, if you stop him, he gives you a bomb bag that carries 30 instead of 20. It's like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but it doesn't I, tell you how to do that. <laughs> it doesn't tell you how to do that. And you can't stop him anywhere. There's a very specific tunnel that when you go to the tunnel, there's a sign that you wouldn't read. You would just run past because it's just a random sign in right, the middle right. of this place that says... Nobody can stop me rolling. If you stop me rolling here, I'll give you something special. That's the mm, only hint you have that that's where you you're meant to stop And you actually have him. to use bombs to stop him too? Yeah, you have to like bomb him, basically, to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> In retrospect, you just kill him and take his bomb bag from him. He, yeah, he basically is like, oh, what the hell? Somebody stopped me. Uh, cool, have this and go away. <laughs> like, uh, classic, classic, classic <laughs> uh, Ocarina of Time side quests. No, there's like a, you said, it's true. Like a lot of these side one, quests yeah. are, yeah, yeah. 
I was gonna say there's another one in in Zora's domain as well, but we'll, I'll talk about that mm. when we get to it. Yeah, no, all of them are like that. It's very like it's it's interesting because this game flip flops between just overly holding your hand through the game and then not telling you anything about <laughs> these side quests. It's like, hey, you got to figure it out. I'm not telling you anything. Yeah, it's wild. Um, I mean, it, it, hmm. it's interesting as far as, as as you know rudimentary game balance goes. Yeah, because because like the game itself is very easy to understand like the main quest and you don't have to do any of the side quests oh no but you're right you're right in the sense that the side quests are very closely related to the original zelda games in that they're impossible (laughs) almost to do without some form of walkthrough or guide but the main game is like this is exactly what you have to do and how to do it and don't worry well we'll, i want to tell you five (laughs) times times yeah i okay let me let me talk about the one in zora's domain then just because we're talking about really obscure side missions so there's we can round about it later so you're good there's there's you you go into zora's domain and there's somebody you talk to uh you talk to the king and by him is a torch that's lit now to get heart piece what you have to do is you have to get a deku stick set it on fire run down the stairs and light the torch just at the bottom you then right. need to get another Deku stick, like get a fresh Deku stick, set that one on fire, run down, light two torches that are on the way down, then go down behind a waterfall, light two other torches. <laughs> <laughs> and if you manage to do it in time, there's a chest that gives you a heart piece. And the yeah. only indicator you have is that there are torches dirted about that aren't lit. So I'm getting and to then the one point. Of them is lit at the top. Yeah, I'm getting to the point now where if I see a torch that isn't lit, I'm just like, okay, that's gonna give me something. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta light this until it doesn't. Until it doesn't, and you're, just, and you're just sad. Yeah, exactly. Like, but I mean, it's <laughs> it is one of those things that if you wasn't like I, I wasn't looking for it. It wasn't until the walkthrough was oh, like, oh yeah, there's a heart piece you can get. Like now, I think I'm on like seven hearts or something. Like you know, it's oh damn, what are we on like? Four, five. Four, five. No, we're only five. Like I said, I, I haven't been doing the heart piece side quest, so I only get the hearts from beating the bosses. Yeah. So I think we have five, because I think you start with three hearts. Yeah, that's it, yeah. So I, I think, yeah, I'm probably on about six, maybe. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think well, I'm on the way to my four, step You know, you need four pieces of heart to make one full heart. Like, to get an extra heart, you need to find four pieces. Yeah, but there are it's small things. Like, there are three on the way to Zora's Domain. Yeah, and, yeah, and then there's one in Zora's domain, so that's like that's one heart straight that's a, away. That's a full heart right there. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, but it, it's it's kind of like almost as if they knew that people who really loved the old 2D hard as nails Zeldas wanted something in this it. yeah something in this 3D Zelda that was kind of like a nod back to how the series used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of so it's like simultaneously pulls in that new crowd because it's like a new console and it's a 3D game but it also gives you know the OG fans something to kind of look yeah, and go yeah. And yeah. I, I guess like appealing to like an older audience at that time too you know I mean we talked about how the game is for kids and there's there's some moments and scenes that may come off as like funny for little kids and everything and the game does kind of hold your hand but if you're wanting to and again 
like Kai said, you don't have to do any of the side quests. But if you want to, they're a little more challenging than just, you know, going through the main quest itself. But that's the interesting thing about that point is that as you do the side quests, it makes the main game even easier. That's true. Because you're just collecting <laughs> you're just getting hearts. Of hearts. So it's like an already easy game and then you have eight hearts by the, the main point. And you're like, oh, that's true. Yeah, oh. that's true. I guess it's unbalanced at that point because even if you're wanting the challenge, sure, you get the challenge from the side quests, but now the easy uh, main game is, is even easier with your extra hearts yeah it is pretty incredible how many side quests and side things there are to do oh, yeah. in, in this game for this time i mean just when we were playing the other night you're like like yeah this is like an open world game essentially like for yeah. 1998 this is like an open world game i mean they kind of the narrative sends you on this like linear path but you can break off whenever you want and try to find these side quests like you were doing but i mean just to just to compare it like it as strange as it may sound it's also similar to um like the last of us part two in in a sense of like the didn't think we have zelda 64 and last of us part two comparison in the no well the but, but think about it right so zelda like zelda yeah. last of us part two both of them revolve around this set path you're supposed to follow and they plant you in this area where you have a set mission but there are things that you can do so for instance in the last of us part two there are collectibles that you can go off and find and there are scenes that you won't see i mean have you have you played the game yeah yeah we, we've we've played through it so i, I mean, don't remember do, i think we just kind of stuck to the mission the main mission i don't remember doing a lot of the side quest stuff the collectibles oh like the no right. did you see the guitar oh, yeah, scene yeah yeah oh, yeah yeah with uh right. dina and ellie yeah 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 so that's what i mean though something yeah. like that if you wasn't you could very easily walk past that shop and you would miss what is probably one of the most that's true yeah like heartfelt moments of the entire game you know mm. ellie's sitting down and playing this song that this father figure has taught her to this woman that she loves while they're mm. on this kind of massive journey um and that's what i mean not in obviously they're not the same game but i mean it's it shows you that it it has kind of still influenced things in the idea of having yeah. a set area with bonus content or collectibles on the side that you could mm. miss if you wasn't looking for. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that... Definitely. And I think that, you know, successful open world games struggle with story because of that, because it's so open. Mm. And so that's something that the, the last of us in particular and Zelda have in common definitely agree is that it's, open enough but not too open where you lose like the, the momentum and you yeah. lose like the point of the story like it's not a gta where all of a sudden you can do whatever you want and you find yourself for like three hours <laughs> just driving clothes. around doing nothing <laughs> and buying clothes it's like it's structured enough where it feels real like it feels like you have a purpose and you're not just trying to figure out what to do in this giant world um which you know clearly a lot of games took you know some part of that from this from this yeah, game definitely. which kind of introduced that uh can we have yeah. a can we have neil Druckmann uh make a zelda narrative oh please <laughs> oh, dear lord that'd be great it's like a serious like <laughs> like gritty legend of zelda i mean just, on just a, like stabbing people just on a side yeah, note did like you hear about princess, the but, uh... yeah, yeah <laughs> did you hear Darker. about the the netflix series that was meant to happen yeah, so I didn't tell you about this. So like a long time ago, like 2016 or something, maybe it was like 2017. Uh, There's a rumor that Netflix was making a Zelda TV show. And people were like, that's not true, whatever. And then now we found out that like that was true. And because it leaked, Nintendo's like, yeah, we don't want to do this anymore. 
anymore. And they didn't scrap the idea because the idea leaked. Thank God. I have so many feelings about how many fucking movies and TV shows they're making based on games right now. Yeah, we just talked about The Last of Us uh, the other night. So at least Zelda Ooh. is safe. I'll talk to you about that afterwards because obviously there's not a place. Yeah, the this is not that, about but... uh, Zelda ad- movie adaptation. Uh, but after the Great Fairy, <laughs> after, the great fairy. <laughs> after the Great Fairy, she gives you the spin attack with your magic. Now you can pick up magic uh, throughout the world, which uh, increases your bar and allows you to use more spin attack. But after that, you head towards Lon Lon Ranch, uh, a small little 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 ranch, in the, just like smack in the middle of of Hyrule Field. Um, how did you How did you feel about Lon Lon Ranch, Ben? It's very quaint. I love the music. It's very, it's very peaceful. Um, hmm. I, <laughs> <laughs> I hate. I I like Long Long Ranch, right? So it is very quaint, and it's a very nice place to visit, you know. And obviously, you get your first introduction to Epona, who's like the iconic horse, right. um, of course. But it just, it felt so unnecessary at this moment in time yeah and i i mean i I'll, I'll i tend to agree with you because being the the next thing that we do kind of on the the walkthrough and the narratively nothing not much happens you learn opponent song and the ability to kind of call opponent but you don't get the horse now and i mean there's like a side quest thing you can do in lon lon ranch which we did do the stupid annoying kuko challenge oh but, my lord uh, yes yeah I mean, what did it take us? Like maybe three or four tries, I think. Four or five. Yeah. Four or five tries. But okay, so if you don't know, uh, you walk into one of the uh, buildings in Lawn Lawn Ranch. And the guy that was in sleep in front of Castletown is in there. And he's like, oh, hey, uh, I got my cuckoos here. And these are special cuckoos. They may not look different, but they're special. If you can find them, I'll give you something special. And then he throws them into like a... a uh, pile of uh, more chickens and you have to dig through those chickens and try to find the right one. It's a pain in the ass. So and it sucks because they all look the same. <laughs> right, so this is the thing. So on the walkthrough, like, I tried to do it once or twice and I was like, I can't, I can't find this. I think I was like finding one or two, but I couldn't complete it. Right. And even then it was just running around and aimlessly picking up a chicken and being like, yeah, is this there's it? No, like, there's there's no trick to doing this either. Like, no, you're just no. going around picking up chickens and shaking them, and you're like, nope, not that one. You're picking up another one. You're like, that's not the, the one. The problem is, so like the walkthrough was like, if you stand at the right angle, you can see where he throws them roughly, and that mm. will give you a hint. But the problem is, doesn't it doesn't help <laughs> at all. And when you pick up a chicken, if it isn't the right chicken, Link just throws it back into the pile no, yeah, of chicken. You, you don't have an option to just like set it nicely down where you found it. You just toss it back into the the chaos of the other chickens, and you're like, "Well, now I don't know where that one is." But yeah, that was. Um, but I mean, you get the Lon Lon milk, which is uh, yeah, and you a get another empty bottle, item. which is also great. Yeah, so you know, if you can, if you can bear it, then it's worth doing. But do expect to get very annoyed. Yeah, but not much, not much happening in Lon Lon Ranch besides learning the song and then um, getting a nice tall glass of that farmer's milk. But <laughs> but afterward, sorry, I was oh, just going to say ahead. it does it does kind of beg the question because obviously, I'm I'm assuming you can't ride a pony until you come back as adult Link. Um, yes, correct. 
So it just kind of begs the question of why can't you have visited the ranch as adult Link, learned the song, and got Epona straight away? Right. I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, if that's <laughs> if that's, um, that's going to come into the story later, I don't know if there's a reason where in seventeen yes. years' time he calls Epona and Epona's <laughs> like, "Yeah, I've been waiting for you, well, man. Hey, what's up? How can I help you?" <laughs> um, there is a reason. Uh, I think it might not be a justified reason, but for, in the story, you do come back, and there's a reason why you probably wouldn't get the song then. The guilt but, but also, like, you know, I know it's a video game, but horses don't don't live a very long time. Like, they got a, they got a good life expectancy. But you, you visit a horse when it's like, oh, it's a pony. But yeah. when you come back with the timeline, it would be like an old ass horse, <laughs> old rickety horse, looking pony that's like. <laughs> Just like struggling to be ridden because well, yeah. this is where yeah. we was meant we was originally gonna finish, wasn't we? Correct. We was gonna yeah. finish on Long Ranch. Yeah, but uh, looking through the walkthrough and seeing that, like, I mean, you know, Death Mountain and the Goron City and everything, Dongo's Cavern, like that's that has some stuff to it. But after like Long Long Ranch, doesn't have much there. So I was like, we'll we'll bleed into like right before the third dungeon, uh, and that's why I was like, you know what, let's let's extend this just a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, but after after Lon Lon Ranch, you head over and you go towards Zora's Domain, which is the the location of the third dungeon. Uh, and there's like a little path that you take to get there. It's kind of cool, like kind of the camera moves around as you walk up certain areas. But there's one man specifically. And it, uh, on my little paper here, I wrote down creepy ass bean guy because I <laughs> you seen his face. What's wrong with him? I'm sorry. If you look like that, you're beautiful. But he scared me at first. <laughs> no, he's like Dampy's bean selling cousin or something. He's like, he does. why is he selling beans? And they're like weird peas, multicolored. It, it's weird. I don't know. So I I followed the walkthrough because there was like a random guy yeah. buying beans, and the walkthrough was like, buy three, <laughs> you'll need them later. I was like, okay, all right, I'll I'll buy. And how how fucking cheeky is it, right? That you buy beans off him for ten rupees, and then literally. Two seconds later, I was like, oh, can I have some more beans? And he was like, oh, yeah, they're really popular now. They're like 20 rupees. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this guy just came here and bought some? You know, you just missed him. And I'm like, okay, all right, fine. I'll buy them for 20 rupees. And the guy was like, you need free. So I spoke again, and he was like, oh, yeah, these are really taking off. They're like 30 rupees each now. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just fucking ripped you off. He ripped me off like 60 rupees. Luckily, I was farming them from fucking Marketplace. But right. I mean, I, I would say they do come in handy in that I, I think they're used to get more heart pieces. That's oh, it. Okay. Well. <laughs> the, the disappointment. <laughs> the sound of 60 rupees hey, just... Don't be, don't be mad that Bean Guy was a master negotiator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he's, he's trying, to, good, he's trying to hustle, you know? Yeah. Also, if you were playing this game without a walkthrough, you have no idea that there's like a time shift coming other than the game is called Ocarina of Time. So right. you're just like... Did I just plant this damn bean and nothing happened except it grew a little petal? Like you don't know that you come back and it turns into something. So yeah, yeah, it, and it's, it's interesting too that, like you said, you'd have no idea. You just planted, you just wasted sixty rupees. You're like, <laughs> I get a sprout and it doesn't do anything. Well, yeah, it's, it's, bean guy like my thought. Bed. My thought when we planted it was that like, oh, okay, this is what's going to get us across the yeah, yeah. the river. Like it's going to grow like a bridge of beans. <laughs> oh, bean bridge. <laughs> no, maybe. no, it was a damn chicken. That was the solution. And <laughs> the bean did nothing. Chickens are always the solution. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave it at that. Thanks guys for listening. <laughs> 
you know, you talk to Mr. Bean, creepy ass bean guy. Uh, there is a chicken just meandering around nearby, and you actually need that chicken to jump over the river and use that to jump over one side and then back towards the other side. Um, there's a couple things to do kind of on this little path up towards Zora's domain. Like you said, Ben, there's a couple heart pieces. I don't know if you did the frog thing. You can go on this little uh, this little wooden ledge and frogs will come up and you can play your ocarina and the flog- frogs will sing along with the songs and they'll give you rupees. So that's kind of cool. Oh, what? No, know. that sounds quite cool, actually. Yeah, there's like on the river, there's like a little log and you stand on it and like these six frogs will come up and then the, you play your ocarina and they will move depending on the note and then they'll give you rupees for it. And they'll be like, come back with a new song later. And every time you play a different song, they give you more rupees. Oh, damn. Okay. Oh, there you go, singing frog quartet. <laughs> uh, just Another before strange side mission. Yeah, before we jump into Zora's domain, I have to ask because yeah. you was playing this on the Wii U, obviously first, and then you're playing on Nintendo sixty four. Right. Yes. Why is it that any time you quit the game and come back, it starts you in Kokiri Forest? Um. That's a good question. I'm not sure because obviously on the Wii U it has save states, so you just save state your 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 progress and then you come back right from there. But no, in this game, like if you save, I don't know. I think it's if you save anywhere really. Because I saved, I I did London Ranch and then I got right. to Zora's Domain and I was just about to go and I entered Zora's Domain because you have to play the lullaby to get in right. Yeah, um, yeah, you played you played Zelda's Lullaby to actually get access to Zora's domain. Yeah, because they're like initial to do with the royal family. We're not interested. Um, yeah, get out of here. So I entered it, and I was like, because of the sun song. So when you play the sun song, it takes you. It cuts off sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes it cuts off and makes you come out of whatever door you previously entered. If that makes sense. Right. So in Lon Lon Ranch, it was nighttime when I left. Um, from that little hut in the corner um mm. and then when i left i was like oh no it's night time let me play the sun song so i played the sun song and it went it like faded to black and then link walked out of the hut again and it was daytime so in my head i was like okay if i save having entered zora's domain when i come back i'll be in zora's domain but i wasn't i was in is you're it in your, you're in your room yeah so is Kokiri. it keep Kokiri, and then it's Kikoro yeah. Village. Yeah, Kakariko Village, and then Kokiri. Okay, so yeah, you're you're in Kokiri Forest. Oh my gosh, sorry. Every time we say Kokiri, Siri comes up. Every single time, <laughs> it's really it's really annoying because like your audio cuts out because Siri is like, hmm. I'm like, I wasn't talking to you. Shut up. But yeah, it's just it's um, that it, I don't know why yeah, it does that. It's weird. It's weird. I think it's partially because they wanted the player to experience like re-going through the open world every time right so like they set the almost the respawn point in a way at that place you have to navigate the world over and over and over again and it becomes familiar because really like you could theoretically not really go back there i guess yeah later in the game yeah there's no need to in the in the moment the narrative brings you kind of back to all these familiar locations but no you're right and it sort of makes sense that it's your home Right, like you're you're coming out of I mean, your it's own very, house. I would agree it's very annoying, yeah. but from like a perspective of making the game, I could see how someone would make that choice. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Also, how bad of a security system is just playing a song to get into places? Because they're like, <laughs> "Holy royal family," and then you just kind of like play a flute, and they're like, "Well, that's good enough for me." Like, come on in. Well, the, the whole lore is she wouldn't have known the song unless Zelda taught it to her. That's Actually, not how, imp- that's not how songs work. Imp- imp- taught it to you. Him. Literally, could have heard him play it once and been like, "Okay." Yeah, but the thing is, what's the around the corner <laughs> listening? Yeah, what's to stop like adult Link being in a tavern, pissed on a Saturday night? It's just like, yo, you guys are gonna hear a song. It's just that <laughs> now it's everyone in that song, tavern guys. knows Zelda's a lullaby. Also, all of the guards have to know it because they're the ones who open the doors. So it's like they That's they at true. least have have to have basic understanding of what they're listening for. So all the Zoras are really loyal. They don't they don't tell anybody else. Even on drunk karaoke nights, they don't let that stuff. <laughs> that's that's execution. If you, if you if you get found out that you you slip the song, uh, but yeah, you go into the Zoras domain. You're introduced to the Zoras, and Kai, you had a very uh, extreme reaction when you saw them. They're hideous. What is your thoughts, Ben? Why are they naked? They're fish. They don't need clothes. They're not fish. They're humanoid fish. There's a bit of a difference. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, right, they are humanoid fish. They are rather grotesque. <laughs> um, they're terrifying. I guess I don't know. I guess you could make the argument that you know because because they're aquatic people, they wouldn't wear clothes because that means every time they want to jump in the water, they'd have to take the clothes they're off. Clothes and, like, yeah, you can't be streamlined. You're not as streamlined if you're if you wear clothes in water. Right down, you got to be quick and agile in the water. Yeah, it's so like, it's like when a swimmer shaves his whole body. Well, apparently, yeah. they're covered in scales. Ugh. Because I mean, I didn't... you have to get one of their scales eventually, so I'm assuming that came from either a deceased member of their clan <laughs> or ripped off of the uh, being that gives it to you. Yeah, so after you make your way into Zora's Domain, you kind of get, uh, in- you encounter a couple Zoras, you go to the top of the stairs and you meet King Zora and you talk to him and he's like, my daughter's missing. Who, by the way, looks nothing like any of the other uh, Zoras. <laughs> he's, he's clothed too. Yes, he's clothed. He he's like four times the size of them. <laughs> <laughs> Obese ass Zora, just uh, yeah. As you talk to him, and he's like, "My daughter's missing. Ganondorf was here. Can you help me?" And you're like, "Sure, why not?" <laughs> you're like, "I'm expecting uh, this." this and point. this this is another thing that's kind of like part of the main quest that doesn't really tell you how to do this. Uh, and I just did it from memory. So just in my own experience, you talk to the guard there's like a waterfall and he's like hey if you grab all these rupees i want to toss them off the waterfall into the water i'll give you something special it's like the diving mini game or whatever mm-hmm. uh and you go down and you dive and w- with link he has like the, what three seconds of underwater time yeah. very small baby lungs he can't hold his breath for very long <laughs> uh and you collect all these rupees and you go up to him and he gives you the silver scale which allows you to breathe underwater for longer but i feel like i mean if you've talked to him and you got the rupees you kind of like okay i can dive i can dive for longer but you still would be like well what am i I supposed to do next you know uh yeah definitely i had no idea um because you go to um you go to lake hillier don't you yeah so that so that's the thing you're supposed to go and now that you can dive longer there's a tiny door underwater in zora's domain and you have to swim down and go through that door but it, it doesn't it, make that very obvious. It's it's something I would not have seen if I hadn't known it. I my instinct was to go back and talk to the king, which I think I did actually right. do. But yeah. he did what he said. He's he's still just like, "Hey, my daughter's gone." Ganondorf said, "Yeah, exactly, yeah." So that's when I looked for the walkthrough, and even then, I still struggled to find the door to Lake Hillier. 
Yeah. Well, it's just, it's hard to maneuver underwater, too. Link is not very agile underwater. It's because of his clothes. If Link was naked, he would be able to swim <laughs> much it. better. There you go. <laughs> no, it is, it's strange that that, like, it feels side questy. Yeah. Like, diving and collecting rupees does not feel something that you have to do like, to, important get, to progress to the in the main game. But you're yeah. like, oh, wait, oh, okay, well, this is what I need yeah. to do. It's the thing is, I'll admit that I was I was very impressed with the actual sort of diving animation of Link from the cliff. Yeah, um, like he actually goes into a diving formation, like hands above yeah. his head, dives into the water when he yeah, he off, does like a cool. proper swan dive and everything. But as as cool as it is, it does make you wonder. Like, if you're talking to the king, could the king of this aquatic world not been like, hey guys, can we? Can we hook him up with a skull, like with a scale? Or just tell you, be like, hey, my friend around the corner, he has this scale that helps you breathe underwater better. I mean, I don't know if you're going to use it, but just letting you know. Because hey, you Jimmy, wouldn't rip off one of your scales. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, wouldn't, God. you wouldn't, the, the way it's set up, if you've never seen it, it'd be hard to explain. You go up these set of stairs and you're in this like chamber with this giant king. And there's just some random ass tunnel off to the left that you wouldn't pay attention to. Yeah. Um unless you were just running around going, well, what do I do now? Right. The the recurring theme of, of this game is people wanting help from you, but not, not assisting actually, you in any not possible actually way. asking you essentially. Can you help me with what? Figure it out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> My daughter's missing, and you're like, Okay, well, how can I help you? And they're like figure it out you'll, you'll figure it out <laughs> you'll figure it out <laughs> just like eyeballing towards like the, the hallway on the right i can't tell you the whole thing. uh yeah so you, you finally figure out that you have to go through this small door that leads you to lake hilia uh, and then there's a bottle there and you get you get the empty bottle and inside of it is uh a note from the princess of the zoras saying that she has been uh swallowed up by king jabu jabu their their deity whale that's just kind of like like a sad pet in the back of their house you know it's supposed to be like their god yeah he was um i was very surprised when i kind of because at first i was i was trying to put this together i was like is there some kind of like politics system here like they've got a king and a lord like what at yeah. first i thought it was like you know you have like i mean you guys probably didn't in the states but like over here in the uk sort of like years and hundreds of years ago you had lords of the land and then you had the king of the country and there was right. kind of like this hierarchy um but no it, it took me a while to put together that um he was actually their deity and he's just kind like of it. no he's just kind of it's weird that for an aquatic deity he's just kind of half slumped on this random platform <laughs> in a in a lake in the back of the fucking bit where the king he's a, he's a big ass whale and there's like this small tiny lake and like half of him is just like beached on the wall and he's like ah, guys i'm stuck again <laughs> but can we can we talk about very briefly oh i think i know where you're going with this the king's shimmying <laughs> <laughs> i knew it so that, that that's a very iconic uh a scene that happens in this game and we were playing and i was like hey, kai hold on stop what you're doing just pay attention just just for this scene real quick and his little like i even put in my notes i put meep because he just he does that he makes his little meep sound and he scoots over 
but yeah so the so to give context to this scene the, <laughs> the king is blocking the way you need to go to get to jabu jabu and you bring him the letter explaining that his daughter has been eaten by the whale and now is residing inside of the whale and instead of scooting over quickly learning the haste of the situation that his <laughs> daughter has been eaten by a whale he uh he takes his time he doesn't scoot in one motion he scoots like an inch and pops himself down and then scoots (laughs) an inch it's so weird meep is maybe exaggerated but i swear the scene's like at least like oh it's a minute a minute two minutes long long. yeah easily over meep meep just over no it's wild also i didn't this is what I mean about you wouldn't see the tunnel off to the left if he wasn't looking for it, right? Because yeah. my initial response was, okay, so he he meeps over and then there's like this tunnel that behind him that you can go down. So I tried to jump from the platform in front of him uh, to this tunnel. See the stairs on the right. I didn't see this path on the right. It's literally, it's so out of frame like you know you wouldn't because when you go up to the chamber you literally the camera is like tunnel vision you know you can see like yeah. 180 degrees in front of you and that is it there is no peripheral if it's not on the screen you don't see it no if you're not, if you're not looking in that direction you would have never seen that, that oh there's stairs that lead up to where he was sitting that allow you to go into the the kind and, of uh, hallway behind him exactly and this is what i mean about like while the Z targeting is great, it would have been nice to have like a ninety degree turn on the on the D pad because yeah, you run up the stairs and then you run down the stairs and the Z targeting just flips it around. It, it doesn't even it doesn't even flip, so you can't see the tunnel. You just see in front of him and behind him and down the stairs, and that's it. You know, if there was if there was some what? kind of ninety degree turn, you would see it as you were turning, even if you tapped it twice to spin quickly, you'd still be like, mm. oh, there's a big gap there. Like, you know, maybe I should go check that out. Uh, I'm trying to think if they implemented that into a Zelda game in the future. I, I think that maybe Twilight Princess for the Wii U was the first time they had kind of the 180 degree flip around mechanic because there you didn't have a second analog stick on most of the future uh nintendo consoles like the gamecube had a c-stick but the c-stick wasn't used for camera you still like you still clipped it with using the r button you still like move the camera around by clicking like the lock on button essentially yeah uh, that's right the same thing with twilight because it was on the gamecube yeah that's a good point yeah i mean so i don't think i really ever had that the wii u would have been the first like with the gamepad right. would have been the first one with like twin stick but there wasn't even a, uh, a designated Zelda game on the Wii U. They just had ports. Nintendo, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the Wii, the uh, Wii had Skyward Sword, but the Wii U only had the Wind Waker and Twilight Princess HD remakes. There wasn't a standalone game for the Wii U. Uh, well, I mean, Breath of the Wild came out for the Wii U, but that was a Switch game essentially. Mm. Yeah, that's wow. Okay, yeah. Another another knock on the Wii U being a great platform. <laughs> Not having to look the game. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, you go you go past uh Meep and you see Lord Jabu Jabu. And I don't know if it did this in the walkthrough for you, Ben, but uh if you go behind Lord Jabu Jabu, there's kind of a small little island. And if you break the rock wall that's there, you actually go in and meet another great fairy. And she yes. gives you Fair's Wind, which is a new power up. Uh um, which is so like 
it's just going to be so useful. Oh yeah. And it's interesting because like in my playthroughs of Zelda games, I never use this power up like once. And wow. okay, I was like so, reading about it and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is genius. Like this is going to come in handy so much. Yeah. So to give context, I guess to, to anyone who is listening and doesn't know this power basically allows you only in dungeons and only in dungeons with maps. If I remember correctly, correct yeah um allows you to essentially you use this item like at a certain point in the dungeon and then later on when you use the item again you can either warp back to the point or you can get rid of the point now the the use they suggest for it is that you place a warp point at the beginning of the dungeon and then when you're part way through if you need to get out you can walk back to the entrance and leave which is something if I remember correctly, they did in Majora's Mask. There was a song that you could play. It was the song that you fast traveled with. If you played it in a dungeon, it would, it would transport you, you back to yeah, take you back to the entrance. And I believe so, you can also put it in like rooms as well. So if you go into the dungeon, you can just go into that room where you left, kind of like this like bookmark. Yeah. So I mean, they like I said, they suggest using it for the entrance, but immediately I was like, okay, well if I need to, you know, I'd. For me, I think use it in the main hub because all of these dungeons seem to have like a main hub on each floor. Right. Um, so, for instance, with like the Goron dungeon with the Dogoran uh, or whatever it's called, I forget his name, the big dude. Rudia? Maybe. The, the... Yeah. The King Goron? Yes, that's it. King Goron, yes. So, yeah, you, his name's you had... Rudia, yeah. You had that platform, you had that room in the middle, and then you had rooms off to the side. So you could put a poor warp point in the middle, and then after clearing one side, walk back to the middle, place the poor mm-hmm. warp point again. And yeah, it's going to be an interesting There's teleport between them. Yeah, it's going to be interesting yeah, and, to use. And actually, thinking about it now, uh, and I won't spoil anything for you going into this next dungeon, but that is really going to help. And I think is probably one of, and will address one of my biggest concerns with this next dungeon having this power i think kind of mitigates that uh that concern for me but you'll see it's annoying okay it sucks i look i look forward to more <laughs> uh, the the way to get into him was weird yeah so and that's what i was going to say i didn't actually enter lord jabu jabu but i kind of like prepared for it so what you have to do is you you have an empty bottle that you got from uh the where the note was that that would have been your first empty bottle if you didn't do any of the side quest stuff um but you have to get a fish from inside zoro's domain and then bring it to lord jabu jabu and then you open up the fish and place the fish in front of him and he opens his mouth to suck up the fish but you also get sucked up as well and that's how you enter the third dungeon (laughs) yeah it was it was interesting because when so you you take this note, so you go to Lake Helia and you you find this bottle, um, which contains a note from the princess. Which, when I say it out loud, just sounds weird because for some reason there's a bottle with a note in it, and the note says, "I'm trapped inside Jabu Jabu." But it's like, God, how did you get the note out? How many hundreds of feet away from this well that she's stuck inside of? But anyway, you take. Yes. He clearly found the digestive track <laughs> and just made its way back into, made its way into the lake. <laughs> so you you take this bottle to the king and you present the note to him, and he's like, oh, "I'll take the note. You keep the bottle. Look after it." 
<laughs> he's That's like, my favorite <laughs> bottle. <laughs> I can't remember what he says, but he says something along the lines of like treat it well or something or like use it well there's some sort of like weird well i think that, that's the game's not of being like hey you're gonna need to use this bottle to get into the dungeon yeah but even then i it's not obvious at all uh, yeah i don't think i would have put two and two together to get the fish i'm not i'm not gonna did you, lie did you stop right before or you were planning on getting inside and you were watching the walkthrough and you're like okay i have to do the whole fish thing or you're trying to like, um, get in the whales yeah so i was i was kind of looking at the whale and i stood in front of him and i played the three songs that i knew i thought maybe one of them would <laughs> open him up um he's the only character so far who hasn't like become a static when you bust out saria's song <laughs> he's, not, he's having a bad day he's having like some digestive problems he's like you know what normally i would be up and dancing at this point <laughs> so yeah then i consulted the walkthrough and the walkthrough was like oh yeah now go back and get the fish and then come back to him and put it in front of him um it's so I, that they didn't say like hey while you're there while you're doing this heart piece thing and you have to light these torches just grab a fish because you're gonna need it later right you know i don't know why the walkthrough went about it that way but yeah um so yeah i did that and then i entered jabu jabu and then i saved it and now i'm curious if i'm gonna get started off in the forest or (laughs) all the way back in your house (laughs) Uh, i'm actually Uh, concerned now (laughs) honestly probably i think that's what's gonna happen yeah it's one of those things in this game where it's it's a very easy game until you get to very one like if without a walkthrough one specific thing that is just impossibly hard like knowing you need a fish like if you didn't yeah. have a walkthrough it's like oh this game's so simple and then all yeah. of a sudden you're like i have no idea what like, to I, do. Don't, I don't know or even like if they had so did you guys do in lake hillia did you do the bit with the fishing license where you can buy the you can rent the fishing rod for 20 rupees no, yeah, I didn't do any of the fishing stuff. Oh, so that you, you know about the heart, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you you do this fishing thing, and you you get a heart piece if you catch this one certain fish that's in the middle of the lake. But they they introduced there the kind of the mechanic of like shallow to deep water in this little pond right. that's there, which kind of begs the question of why couldn't you had a, a school of fish in a shallow area near Jabu Jabu? Rather than you yeah, running I mean, all the way back that, to Zorba's that area domain, where you're walking, the area where you're walking in front of Jabu Jabu is shallow. Like they could have just put fish there instead of making you go all the way back into Zora's domain. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm assuming that the reason it's in Zora's domain is because most people, if they stop playing once they're inside Jabu Jabu, they have to go through Zora's domain. But even then, it wouldn't make sense because you still have to go through to get to Jabu Jabu. So you still could have put the fish That's in front true. of Jabu Jabu. So yeah, I. I don't know. There's a lot I question about this game, and it, it's weird because <laughs> it's weird because I said this before. You know, like Dan and you, Jared, have been yeah very vocal about the fact that I need to play this game, and while I am, I am enjoying it, and it's very easy for me to see why it's so loved while I'm playing it. I don't know if it's just the age of the game and the fact that the mechanics of games have progressed so far in the past, like what, 23 years. Yeah. Um, that playing it now, I'm kind of looking at it and going, well, why don't you do this thing that we've currently doing on games, you know? Right. Right. And it's hard not to look at games like that. Cause I mean, we're playing games now and we have so much, we have so much of this kind of like quality of life, uh, 
things in games and when they're taken out you're just like well why why do i have to go all the way back to zora's domain to get a fish why didn't you put a fish right here yeah i mean to be fair that particular point is a valid question even in 98 yeah um (laughs) that's fair but yeah i it's 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 i am enjoying it so far but i definitely feel like being nearly 28 years old and playing this game 23 years after it came out that i am missing (laughs) it's not the patience i feel like i'm missing that i feel like it's coming on it's coming different against me if that makes sense you know like and like for instance when you happen with any game yeah for instance like i mean if we do play metal gear at some point for the podcast yeah when you play Metal Gear Solid, there are parts that you're going to play and you're just going to be like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> there's there's a one random part where, and it's not a big spoiler for the story or anything, but you're you're running through this basement and all of a sudden there are just random trap doors that give way that you can fall through and die instantly. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You know, bear in mind, they're, these just, are, they're just there. They're supposed to be... Ba- this is the basement of a nuclear facility on an island. And for some reason, it just has random trapdoors in the hallways that you can fall down. Um, that sounds fun. <laughs> once, once you find out where they are, they're, they're very easy to avoid. It's fine. Um, it, it, it may be like, like a lot of these games, those kind of things were a reaction to the developer not having necessarily like the ability to do everything that they wanted to. So it's like, oh, how do we make this interesting? This feels boring. And instead of doing it in an intuitive way, they're just like, I don't know, add trapdoors. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a challenge, you know? I mean, the, the only the only good thing about going back to get the fish in Zora's domain is that I came out by the king and I was able to do the dive again. That was fun. I'm not going to lie. I'd yeah. Like, um, the dive but, animation. The, the dive game. The dive. Well, I mean, we talked about in the first episode how cool that this is kind of the game that introduced uh the when you come up to a ledge link jumps mm-hmm. so the game has to understand like okay here's a ledge and link's going to jump and there's specific ledges in this game that are, that are like okay there's a body of water below this ledge link will now do a diving animation going into the water so i mean it, it's it's kind of cool for the time the game came out i have just realized there is one very very faint clue about how you're supposed to get into jabu jabu Ooh. There is a very faint clue. The Zora shop. So when you're when you're doing that torch thing I was saying about there's a fish in a bottle in the Zora shop, but it's two hundred rupees, so you can't afford it. So it's like, hey, maybe I'll need a fish. If they're selling fishes, then maybe I need a fish. I don't know, maybe. Maybe that was Nintendo's way of being like, you know, how can we very subtly hint? But you know, not whole. That is so um, subtle. Um, that, is, subtle. that is as subtle peak as subtle. conspiracy theory level. <laughs> the two hundred dollar fish man that lets you know what you need to do. Like <laughs> that means you need a fish. Hey, I'm clutching at straws. I'm trying not to shit on this game too much. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, and it's going to be different clearly because I mean, I, I I've played this game lots of times and I have the nostalgia for it. This definitely isn't my favorite Zelda game though. Really, like. Yeah, yeah. There's Zelda games that I like much better than this one. This one is was my first one, and it introduced me to the series, and I have a lot of nostalgia for it. <laughs> Your first always has a special place. <laughs> <laughs> always, well, this is does. this is interesting because Metal Gear Solid One is my personal favorite because it was my first in the franchise, and it was 
the first kind of game I played that was more adult themed and wasn't like you know Crash Bandicoot or something. But yeah, and I think that's usually the case. I think with a lot of people that like Legend of Zelda, the first one they've played, like a lot of people like the original because they grew up with it. A lot of people like uh, Link to the Past because they're like they grew up with that. I think that, and this may be a, uh, a hot topic, but I think that Twilight Princess does Ocarina better than Ocarina. I think Twilight Princess is a better Ocarina of Time. Oh, wow. See, that's the same sort of thing as the Metal Gears. Like people yeah. people think Metal Gear Solid 3 is the best one in the franchise. People always say 3 or 2. Nobody ever talks about 1. But for me, 1, right. one was that kind of turning point, which is why... I hold it a bit dear. I can even acknowledge that like Metal Gear 2 and 3 are better games than Metal Gear 1. Which you know, like, this was the this was the first one. This introduced me to this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is the yeah. this is the better one for me personally. And it's it's kind of like the, you know, there's a lot of crossover with that in, in music as well, where it's like a band will have a first great album and it kind of sets the tone for everything they do moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very similar in in the Zelda like Yes, Twilight Princess is arguably a better game, but none of what Twilight Princess became would have been possible without, without Ocarina, Ocarina coming first. And yeah. it's like Ocarina <clears throat> let us know what a three-dimensional Zelda game was going to be like, and it was right. kind of like the, the the thesis statement of, like, will this work? Right. And then because it worked, it allowed for further kind of experimentation and exploration uh, yeah. within the Zelda franchise. But Yeah, I think oh, you still have to, like, acknowledge, like, acknowledging the, you know, the ones that came before, you know, Metal Gear 2 and 3 are great because Metal Gear did it first and made it popular with Ocarina of Time, even though it wasn't the first Zelda game. It was the first 3D one, and I think probably the most accessible Legend of Zelda game. A lot of people started with Ocarina of Time. But, I mean, every iteration after that just built off of what Ocarina started and made it better or worse, in your opinion. Which is why we're playing it on a podcast. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's definitely definitely the same with, like, the Metal Gear games, yeah. You know, because, like, you had... You have Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2, which are on like the SNES, I believe, and they're top-down 2D stealth games. So Metal Gear Solid was like the first 3D stealth. It was, I believe it was actually one of the first 3D stealth games ever. Um, That's wild. I don't know when the first Splinter Cell came out. I mean, I imagine that was like... Oh, definitely years after. It was like PS2, I think. Early. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because that was um, like, I remember playing a lot of Splinter Cell, Splinter Cell games. That's what yeah. my introduction to kind of that genre was. But that's definitely, I think that's like the good theme. Like Kai was saying, it doesn't matter like music, anything. If something's the first, if it sets the foundation, if the foundation's good enough, then you can build on that, you know, regardless. Definitely. Well, guys, that was our episode. We played through Goron City, got the second, uh, got the second jewel. And now we're right in front of the third dungeon, Lord Jabu Jabu. Uh, the next episode might actually be a hefty one because we're busting out two whole dungeons in the next episode. So maybe a little meatier. Yeah, that was a gross word. Yeah. Was <laughs> <laughs> it was the, the harshness of meteor. It'll be meteor. It'll be meteor. It'll be meteor. Uh, yeah, so there's going to be a lot there. Probably a lot of tears because Lord Jabu Jabu is, uh, makes people cry. If you played it before, you understand. <laughs> Everyone else will be uh, understand afterward. Yeah, I'm not looking uh, forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <I'm> a... <coughs> oh my gosh, I lost my he's, voice. He's been, he's been brought to tears <laughs> just at the thought. Just the thought of Lord Jabu Jabu. <laughs> okay, guys, that's all we have for you this week. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, see you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye.